millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The footy is back, and so is Phil. How are you doing, mate? I'm all right. I'm enjoying the uh, career stuff, which I think is the point, isn't it? Well, yes. Enjoy football. It's nice, isn't it? Like it's really good. Just I was thinking, like probably what now since the 2019 season we're actually kind of excited about football starting again now right very much so yeah there's there's um usually there's that sort of dread hanging over us um usually sort of around harry kane but he seems to have uh quietened down quite a lot and just getting on with it so so yeah there's there's very little to be sort of nervous about which is um helpful i think well, because I think we were even ahead of the Champions League season. We weren't really looking. I think it was still another summer of not really acting decisively, not getting in the players in that we felt we needed, not getting the sufficient kind of reinforcements to the side. And yeah, yeah obviously we ended up getting to the Champions League final, which was in itself that magical journey. But that all contributed to it, right? The fact it felt like we were doing it against all odds, even more odds than Tottenham Hotspur getting to a Champions League final would usually be under, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. I think that the um, it it did it kind of had this sort of reverse effect, didn't it? As you just said, like oh, we haven't signed anyone. We're doing so bad in the league, but yet somehow it's it's yeah pushing us forward in the Champions League. But yeah, like this, the start of this season just feels suddenly like everything's in place, which I you know I can't ever remember feeling that in the past. There's always there's always a fly in the ointment. There's always something. Um, you know, weighing us down or some sort of weight around our neck, but that just doesn't seem. I mean, I'm sure we could find one if we talked long enough, but it's just that that's just how it feels. It just feels quite a, uh, quite straightforward, which isn't something we're used to as Spurs fans. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a flying the ointment as such, but uh, one here we, here we well, go. Okay, all right, a couple of things. I right. I just hate Conte. <laughs> I I keep getting called out for this, you know. I've just said what I said, and I own it, you know. Um, Reggie, Reggie, on I, I understood the the kind of the exclusion of the Celso and Dombele. I mean, and Dombele, we don't need to go into that whole culture war again. But no, his top no, no, career no. is done. It's been done since that Morecambe kind of walk off. I would say, yeah. Lucelso, you'd sort of feel like there would maybe be a way back for him if he probably didn't represent a decent amount of money for a player that we kind of met on. It looks like we're probably going to get 30 mil or so for him. Good business for everyone yep. involved. Fine. Yep. Reggion, though, I, I'm being honest, I'm not his biggest fan. I do much prefer Sessignan. I think Sessignan's got a high ceiling, but. I was still surprised to not see him even make the plane to this preseason tour. I mean, we've only seen very kind of loose, very tenuous links to other clubs, you know, that I think, you know, I think Sevilla maybe even want him back or maybe Valencia as well have been linked to him. But nothing, nothing really concrete. Do you, I mean, I haven't seen anything, but to me, my instant reaction was that he's must have done something to actually aggravate Conte perhaps I'm, I'm not saying he must uh, that was just my opinion in that yeah yeah it seemed that, that it seemed was, weird to me a, yeah that was a bit of a surprise and it felt a bit you know again like separating the uh the, the player from his ability on the pitch um 
he seemed like a decent decent enough lad and he seemed like quite excited to play for Spurs and excited to play for this team but as as you say he wasn't he wasn't that good and I sort of had questions like you about his his ceiling and whose was higher and sort of you know thought that Sessegnon's was um I don't know yeah I mean I I I thought he was one for the for the uh for the to be sold so in that sense I'm not sort of surprised that he's gone but or that he's you know he's, he's he's not gone to career but yeah, a weird one. A weird one. Feel, feels a bit sort of harsh and a bit. Um, but as you say, maybe, maybe maybe there's a deal in the offing. And if if I was a player and I, you know, knew that I wasn't going to be part of the manager's plan and was you know more than likely going to leave, I'd be sitting at home now watching the videos of them doing those you know, pitch runs and absolutely dying and being like, no, it's, it's, it's for the best that I stayed at home sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Are you, uh, are you sad to see Stevie Bergwijn go? Um, yeah, I am. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones where you can completely understand why he's yeah. he's wanted to go and why we've sold him. I think we got a decent, decent amount for him, maybe. You know, I think, you know, he's probably worth a bit more than that. I think Ajax got a good deal. But you know, all in all, I think it's 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 probably the right move all round. Um, let's look at it objectively. I think that he did um, ha- have some really sort of big moments for us. You know, the obvious ones is debut and and scoring against uh, those two against Leicester. Um, he did go through a massive patch there of just becoming a bit of a soldado sort of player. You know, where he just yeah. couldn't hit the couldn't yeah. hit a barn door. That one um, against Liverpool, wasn't it? I yeah, think, was, yeah. That, well, I think that, there was that, two. I think there was one at Anfield and at White Hart Lane, wasn't there? Yeah, was it Was it Anfield where he hit the post? I think so, yeah. Hit the oh, post. But anyway, that, that felt like a, again, sliding doors yeah. moment where he, you know, if that had gone in, then given the huge confidence and, and the manager's confidence in him. Um, but yeah, in short, I think it's probably for the right thing. But, you know, we have to kind of... Um, we can't fit all these players in, and especially with the World Cup coming up, you can understand why players, players like him or him in particular, has decided to to head off to to Ajax. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I do feel like we could have gotten more money, but I can't help but feel that that's partly the club just doing right by the lads. At the end of the day, I think yeah, yeah if we've kind yeah. of. It doesn't seem like there's ever been any animosity there, and I, I don't feel like anybody's ever really questioned his his. Uh, I don't know his determination, his drive to be a better player and to be a good player for Tottenham. But like you say, it's just he just seemed to be in his own head a bit too much. I think he, you know, I think he's quite a he comes across as quite a sort of gentle lad. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, he just kind of maybe just didn't have that confidence in himself. And you, I, one thing is for sure, he's going to tear it up at Ajax. I reckon. I think he's going to be brilliant there and. Just be a really good Champions League player. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent on whether or not you know. I, d- I don't personally. I don't see it being like a Salah, De Bruyne, him coming back to haunt us type thing that I've seen a few people allude to. But even if that does happen, I don't think we can look at this deal that we've made and say, well, that was an objectively bad decision by Tottenham because like you say you know we've got a lot of players competing for those positions and if it's just not worked out with Bergwijn he's just not that comfortable here or feels that he's you know like you say ahead of the World Cup he wants to be playing for the Netherlands he's one of their sort of star players really and he needs to be playing week in week out and we can't guarantee him that can we so you know No I mean I've not heard that sort of comparison to Salah and De Bruyne but isn't that the case with all when you sell any decent player that they could always possible you know so I don't think there's much in that you know and if he does good luck to him but the moment we've got Son in front of him in the pecking order who you'd you know he's never going to um, play in front of him or be it be higher in the pecking order than him so good luck to him and also well I guess Richarlison as well now really that's the other yeah. one isn't it so yeah. it's, it's pretty mad and it, I, I wonder if that's kind of partly why you know we're sort of 
maybe pushing towards the Hill era as well, thinking, well, you know, we've got another young player that can play in these positions. Let's give him a go now because he's had his, he's had his sort of loan away, which. Being honest, we I think we all said it at the time, it was a bit weird sending Hill back to Spain for a loan. I don't know why we didn't try and find something a bit more similar to sort of Premier League football, at least. You know, you'd imagine, I don't know, even playing, I mean, Eredivisie is probably not even viable, but a championship kind of loan or something. I don't know, it sounded like the lad was homesick anyway, so maybe that's what it is. Just a bit of a fresh start for him. We've taken him on this pre-season tour, so hopefully we'll see something out of Brian Hill. This year coming up um, on career though it's looked it's looked pretty mad out there hasn't it mate it's looked like everybody's kind of like we're talking about these kind of the good vibes the good feelings that we've got as fans it seems like that's very much shared by the players I mean they seemed even quite surprised by the reaction they got in Korea and I mean it, it, I yeah, was I was yeah. watching that you know I obviously. Obviously, we all know Son, it's the homecoming hero and everything like that. But the reception the whole team got was unbelievable, I thought. Yeah, um, and, and you're right. I think, you know, we all kind of focus on, 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 on Son being the, the, main, the main draw. But I think it was in the game, well, it must have been yesterday, um, like the fans started singing the Antonio song. And I was like, that's, that's quite genuine then, isn't it? I mean, obviously, you know, they they're on the different side of the planet but yeah it, it seems it seems really really a really positive positive mo- positive move obviously it's, you know it's a huge pr drive and, and and whatever but it seems like they're all getting something out of it as well uh, what i'm going to do now is i spoke to uh, not that not that your insight isn't good enough phil don't 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 get, take this the wrong way but i spoke to <laughs> charlie Eccleshare from the athletic who's actually in career at the moment a little earlier on today so this is what he had to say about everything that's going on out there and yeah just listen right, welcome to the uh pod, the, the athletic and I, sh- I should say rival podcast i'm gonna say rival i'm gonna i'm gonna elevate myself to that level uh podcaster from view from the lane podcast charlie eccleshire how are you doing mate i'm good how are you yeah good to be on enemy behind enemy lines that's it. Yeah, don't let Danny know. He'll uh, he'll be kicking <laughs> off. You know, he's he's quite territorial. I'm sensing that already. But uh, yeah, exactly. But yeah, bringing you down from the inside without you realizing. Ah, that's it. That's it. So it's going to be all, it's going to be all fake news, false information today. That's yeah, it. exactly, exactly. Which will then be put out, and uh, I mean, it'll bring us both down. But hey, I probably am a bit of an Alex Jones of the Tottenham community anyway. So you know, <laughs> I'll, uh, I, I can I can I can wear that one. Um, how how's you're in career anyway? I should say that. So how how is it going out there, mate? It, it looks like it's quite a, a, a festival atmosphere. Is that is that what we say? Yeah, that's quite. You've got to be quite careful with that. There's sort of festival and carnival atmosphere, aren't they? They're normally the sort of go-to um, football ones. Uh, it's a, it's great. Yeah, I mean, it's an amazing place, and yeah, obviously the whole sunny factor um, just kind of. Uh, amplifies it even more um, because you saw. I mean, you saw the images of the team arriving uh, at the airport and all of that. So it does feel like there's a real buzz about Spurs being in town, and it's just a really interesting country to be in. You know, I've ne- I've never been here before. Um, there's loads going on. I mean, you know, there are a couple of matches and there are various different interviews and press conferences, and I'm doing a few other things while I'm out there. So. It's busy, but in a in a good way. Very exciting as well. Because that was interesting. You're talking about the the intro there, and obviously, you know, everyone's very happy to see Son. It's the homecoming hero. But I was actually quite surprised to see just how popular Harry Kane is out there. And yeah, and then I guess when you, when I think over it more, it's like, well, it shouldn't be really, should it? He's, he is one of the. It's only because here in the in the UK, he's sort of torn to shreds pretty routinely by rival yeah. fans and such, but. Have, have, have the players, have you gotten the sense that the players are quite surprised by the, the intro they've received? Yeah, I, I have had that sense because um, that, that was something I was curious about. And yeah, that, that is the impression. I mean, we spoke to Eric Dyer the other day and that was something he, he mentioned. And just talking to other people kind of here in the Spurs camp, that they've, given, they've said that as well. Like, obviously, you know, they expected it to be uh, big. Uh, but until you actually see it up close, I think it is hard to comprehend exactly what that's like. And, and that's true, you know, for me as well. Like, 
being on the subway on the way to the game yesterday and being kind of crammed in, surrounded by people in son shirts and then at the game and even at the open training session, like the sheer, the volume for uh, when the players enter the pitch, the sort of hushed silence when Kane and Son collapsed under the weight of uh, the sort of intense training and that humidity. Um, so it is, it is kind of visceral feelings. Uh, but yeah, the, the Kane point's a good one. I mean, and he definitely is one of the guys who is... he. I mean, you know, no one's at Son's level, but Kane, similarly, you know, if he gets up to warm up uh, as he did when he was on the bench yesterday or takes a touch or really does anything, there's a kind of... You can feel a, a buzz uh, around the play. It was, it was quite funny, you know, when you see in these... You see these sort of videos taken on phones from inside a cinema when people are watching one of the latest Marvel films and you'll see two of the big heroes kind of doing something on screen. You, you got that vibe when you saw Son and Kane hugging at the airport. The, the crowd sort <laughs> of erupted and it was just like, wow, w- what is this? You know, um, And it will be interesting to see because I think there's a, there's obviously a lot of cynicism probably from, you know, I, I think a more, well, yeah, a cynical element of the Tottenham audience about the, the South Korean support that comes to watch Tottenham or you know, more in particular watch Son, as it were. But you can't help but feel that exercises like this, what Tottenham are doing now, will create a kind of legacy support out there past Son's career at Tottenham. Because it it does seem like there there is a, a firm affection for the club and not just for Son. And we saw that with the banners and everything that were laid out for, for the team. With the with the Ollie Skip Norwich shirts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like... um, I think this is a really interesting topic. And this is something I talked about on... The view from the lane um, is that the extent to which people are fans here are Son supporters or their Spurs supporters, and I think and apparently this is a much wider trend of young people at the risk of making myself sound extremely old um, <laughs> of young people kind of supporting teams. Uh, sorry, supporting players rather than teams. Um, so it will be interesting to see what happens when Son retires, and I think a large part of the extent to which they remain Spurs fans and not just Son fans is about how much there's a, another South Korean star in the making. Because I think, you know, South Korea was very much Man United dominated while Park Ji-sung um, was playing for them. And it's his retirement coincided quite nicely with Son's emergence. And that was a kind of quite seamless transition. But if there isn't another one uh, of that level, then maybe more of them will keep supporting Spurs. But uh, at the moment there is a huge amount of love and admiration for Tottenham as well as for, for Son. That's interesting. Um, what was the mood like in the in the ground for that that particularly grueling training session that we saw <laughs> a bit ahead of the ahead of the match? It was funny because for the most part it kind of potted along quite nicely and it was just a kind of gentle sort of hubbub. And then the whole mood changed when it moved from the kind of small-sided games, etc., to the fitness work, and you suddenly realised how intense it was. And see, yeah, just seeing the players kind of get this absolute uh, roasting from uh, from the Marine um, Ventroni. So at that point, at that point, there was actually genuinely quite a bit of concern for for Kane and Son as they <laughs> collapsed and came sick, and it was all happening. Um, so it went, you know, went from kind of euphoria when the players all came out to then everyone just settled down to this very contented, wow, this is really cool. We're watching Spurs train, basically, uh, to then, yeah, the real uh, kind of nervous, weird fascination of watching these elite athletes basically doing like year nine PE and doing a bleep test or something and all collapsing. Like it was, it was very, very relatable, uh, which, isn't, which is rarely the case when you're watching people with that level of talent i was wondering how long it would take me to just <laughs> absolutely be destroyed by by that sort of routine and uh, yeah you know, i know i, I think, think we all probably were. seconds really but it, it, <laughs> it's uh it, it, it is interesting because there's a part of me that wonders how much of this is uh this is really how conte's conte's training is notoriously grueling but in reality, how much of this is just an exercise in optics, in a way, in terms of him kind of telling the squad that you know I'm gonna be, I'm happy to beast you publicly, and kind of just firing a shot, I guess, to to rivals and such who are looking on, 
showing that Spurs kind of mean business. But I, I doubt this will mean that this is what Tottenham training is going to look like from now on, right? Well, this, this is a, an interesting topic, and this is something we were discussing out here, like the extent to which it was performative. Um, I mean, I think training, it's not unusual for it to be at this kind of intensity. I mean, obviously, this was probably slightly exaggerated because it was the start of pre-season and Conte hasn't had a pre-season and he really wants to um, get all his ideas across. Um, but there may have also been a slightly performative element whereby you're saying to the rest of the league, look, you know, not even just to the players, but to everyone else, look, we mean business, we want to be the fittest team in the league. You know, Conte would have been well aware that this is going to be broadcast, it's going to cause headlines, other teams are going to, you know, see it. Uh, and I think that's no bad thing. You know, it feels like that much of the what Conte does and the transfer, you know, and this transfer window as well and the stuff he was saying during the season just gone is about getting that message out that he's not here to mess mess around um, and he wants Spurs to be genuine title contenders and going for the biggest prizes and I think everything is geared towards getting that message across and this training session was you know that that might seem a stretch but I do think it's it's all about just showing how serious he is and how much he wants to leave no stone unturned in making Tottenham as competitive as possible. Well, I suppose it just shouldn't come as a surprise, should it really? Because, I mean, a manager like Conte isn't... He's not just going to say, I want to win the league and not mean it, you know? And, and that's that's how you change the mentality of a squad, right? You, you can't just turn up and be like, well, you know, maybe in a couple of years' time we might be in a yeah. good position. I, I would imagine somebody like Conte is looking at Son, at Kane, at Hugo Lloris and a few of the other players Tottenham have and think, well, I've got a base there to actually really achieve something. And it seems to be, from the business that Tottenham are doing so far this summer, that... That's very much the intention to really challenge pretty immediately, um, which is which is obviously you know a long like a well noted change now to Tottenham's previous kind of transfer policy. Um, I, I was just interested to know: Have you actually spoken with any of the players about that session um, and how they felt about it? We have. We've actually so there are some quotes going out um, later uh, today. I'm just sort of slightly losing track of time zones but yeah sort of uh yeah you, you, they'll be out in the world in in not that long depending on when this goes out um and yeah i mean they 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 did talk about it kind of how how intense it was i mean son as well actually in the press conference that he gave on tuesday as well he talked about how the players uh you know weren't able to speak in the dressing room after so uh <laughs> i think it did yeah it, 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 it did strike even then that this was tough and, you know, the sense that this is the toughest preseason they've had and all of that. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely think they, they noticed it because, this, as I said, this is their first preseason with Conte. So even though they, they've worked with him for, you know, most of last season, this is still going to be a big step up for them. Just um, on that kind of note, out of interest, is there any kind of clarity... Uh around the injuries and illnesses and such that we're hearing about coming out of the squad or is it Spurs being typically vague as they often are on these matters? It's basically as I and others reported yesterday. So Basuma and Forster have got COVID um, and then Kulusevski and Ben Davis did, they, they did a training session yesterday at the ground sort of instead of playing the game. Kulusevski had a slight calf um, felt his calf during the um, notorious training session we're talking about uh, from Monday. And then Ben Davis, I think the, the way Conte was talking about it, I think what he meant was that he's just come back from internationals and just needs a bit longer to build up that fitness um, because he had such a short turnaround. And then Perisic is doing ball work with the rest of the group uh, today, Thursday. So that's kind of what we know. Um, and I guess you, we've got a press conference with Conte uh, tomorrow, Friday. So um, I'm sure the kind of medical bulletin will be on the agenda again. Nice. Um, I guess just in, in closing, it, it, we've seen sort of Saar, Hill, and Troy Parrott in particular come out to this tour doing quite well. We've heard in the sort of, you know, especially in the fitness tests and everything. Um, should we read too much into this, or do you think it's likely that they'll still be loaned out to to kind of hopefully Premier League level kind of teams? 
I, th- I think, yeah, it's always a hard one, that, isn't it? Because often players do quite well in pre-season and then you, they're loaned out anyway. And I think part of it is just giving them the experience. Troy Parrott, um, my understanding has always been that championship loan is seen as the best thing at this point for his development, which makes sense to me. And I think he uh, that that should be really good for him after how, how well MK Dons ultimately turned out last season. Then Hill and Star, I mean... <laughs> I, I think they probably will still be loaned, but I don't think that's necessarily such a given now. I mean, Hill Hill's an interesting one because Conte was quite disparaging about his sort of physicality in February after the January transfer window when he was loaned out and kind of saying, like, you know, we can't be signing players who aren't ready for the Premier League. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if that stance has changed, uh, given he's now had half a season more's worth of top flight experience albeit not in england uh and then sars yeah sars is interesting as well because he's he has impressed um so yeah we'll have to we'll have to wait and see on that one that's good right mate well thanks very much for giving us your time today i know you're you're very busy out signing autographs of ali gold and everything (laughs) (laughs) like that i hope i hope you've given him a ribbon about that to be honest but oh uh, oh yes yeah Yeah, yeah, good 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 um also actually just out of interest korean's not amongst one of your many spoken languages is it not unfortunately it's not i'm very fortunate to have uh an interpreter here who's been extremely useful with a few of the interviews i've done otherwise i would have been all at sea yeah slack you're slacking mate that's uh (laughs) (laughs) you must try harder um exactly all right then Charlie well thanks thanks very much for uh, giving us your time and enjoy the rest of your time out there mate Uh, but yeah thanks for having me and hey folks I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hope to speak soon. Right, thanks so much for that, Charlie. Um, right, Phil. So on to you as somebody that actually watched the game yesterday. I couldn't. I was at a, a family, a homecoming. The brother-in-law was back home, so I went to see him. Mm-hmm. There's some interesting insight for you. What was the uh, What was the game like? Six-three, Tottenham against the Korean League All Stars. Um, I think it started quite sort of hodgepodge. We had our sort of. Um... We were finding our feet in the game, and you know I think we got a couple of goals, and then what was it like two 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 at, at, at half time? Um, it wasn't really sort of it was a bit more of a um, exhibition match rather than sort of a pre season friendly. You know those kind of Inter Milan legends versus World Eleven for you know some UNICEF thing. It had more of that vibe to it. Like um, uh, Leicester's run into the title in the fourteen fifteen. Yeah. Season. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Basically, everyone just kind of like laughing about and falling over themselves, so the ball goes in their in in their net just just for a bit of a laugh, um, for you know for charity. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was it was it, it was quite fun. I mean, I don't think we can sort of take take a hell of a lot from it. Um, I think when do we play Sevilla? That's on Saturdays, and I think that'll yeah. be a bit more of a you'd have more of a sort of an idea of a tactic. Um, if anyone hasn't seen it, then my favourite moment was when one of their lads gave away a penalty and then for the next five or ten minutes, I mean, he, he then scored a free kick and then he, whenever the camera was on him, he was um, gesturing that it wasn't a handball for him to give away a penalty, despite the ball basically, him basically catching the ball with both hands. That That was the only sort of like interesting part of it, I think. Uh, in, in in that sense, but um, yeah, p- player wise, Richarlison looked looked decent. Um, Lucas, 
again sort of did it did his thing and sort of looked decent but that's um you know that's that's kind of your standard pre-season pre-season player syndrome isn't it someone someone always looks quite quite decent and then david bentley lest we forget david bentley geo dos santos you know all these loads of players that have kind of hoodwinked us um or you know had had a good pre-season and then sort of like not not been able to recreate it in 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 the actual season so we'll we'll get in trouble um, with uh our mutual friend Charlie for making fun of David Bentley again. Right? Yeah, yeah, I was, I was. Yeah. Um, that's why I did, didn't say. I didn't say David Bentley was shit that yeah. season. I just said he, you know, struggled to make a point, which I, I think. I haven't even kicked off about the away shirt yet. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You need to give Charlie like a trigger warning for this. I think, or too late. Um, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it was. Um, you know, I think anyone who watched it were kind of like 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 I was it was just a bit of a bit bit of a bit of a laugh and um, what 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 was it in the end six 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 three or something um I think that tells you everything you need to it's it's quite funny isn't it because like we can talk about the PR which the you know the, the inevitably is with stuff like this with any Premier League football club doing pre-season tours that's the whole point of them right but uh, it, it doesn't hurt either does it that like it's obviously made some very happy um keeping like one of your best players, one of the best players on the face of the planet, happy, you know, is is not a bad yeah. thing. So I don't think we need to kind of look at this completely cynically. I'm not saying that's what you're doing, just the the wider kind of Tottenham audience. Um, person- no, uh, no, no, absolutely not. I mean, this is what football is, you know, these days. You always have these kind of pre-season things. And if we're going to do it, we might as well do it to keep one of our best players yeah. And greatest players, I might say. I think we'll look back on, on him clearly as being one of our best ever players. Keep him happy and just, why not? I mean, he must be shattered, though. Because like, it seems like, you know, obviously he is at the forefront of everything at the moment on the, on, on the tour, as you'd expect him to be. But yeah, he's, he must be knackered. It's like, you know, having your family come round or whatever. And oh, you have to do everything for him. That's, that's a sense <laughs> your family is spending a week with you none of them can speak the language none of them know any of the food and you just have to explain and do everything must be knackering for the poor lad yeah I didn't really think it's an interesting sort of way to look at it as well though mate because that's very true you know it's uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can imagine there will be there'll be other like you'd think maybe like envoys and stuff is an envoy is that is that what you'd say yeah I don't yeah. know but don't still know. it's true though isn't it even on a on a sort of base level it's um I think as well, like, you know, we can't also forget the fans out there, whether they support Tottenham or they support Tottenham because of Son or whatever, there's still stadiums selling out of people wearing Tottenham merchandise, making banners and stuff for players that aren't just Son, you know, Romero mm. for mm. for everyone, you know, Perisic getting asked to sign like a Croatia shirt. I think there's even an Oli Skip Norwich shirt, you know, that type of stuff. It's... it's football's a global game now you know and we we've got to kind of lose this idea of like oh why are tourists coming to because that that's that's what football is now it's broadcast all across the world yeah. we've we're buying these sort of we're, we're buying loads of players we're spending loads of money and what comes with that is adopting kind of modern football and everything that comes with that which is a globalized fan base and just i don't know we do we we don't need to keep moaning about this do we like it's it's, no, no. I mean, it's, it's 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 surely like people should should have got their heads around it's you know by now. This is just how it is. There's nothing wrong with it either. Like, who cares if there's a bunch of Korean fans at the stadium? You know, it doesn't it doesn't make the place less intense. It it makes it more enjoyable for a start. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm surprised that's even a kind of a. It just feels like a gammon knee jerk thing. Is it, I mean, look, it's just this idea as well, isn't it, that like Premier League stadiums are cauldrons anymore? You know, they're not. Like, it, 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 top level football isn't like that anymore. All right, yeah, you might go to an away day and people will have a little Barney or something here and there, but do it there if you want to do it. If that's the sort of thing you want, don't. You can't be. You can't be surprised anymore coming to a Premier League football match at any stadium in the country unless fucking Millwall get promoted or something that. It's going to have a pretty, a fairly sanitised environment now. But as as they go, Tottenham's is still pretty decent, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of 
slightly say sharp in it really okay. like you've, you've always got you've always got those absolute heroes who like stand up and like have a go at the the rest of their block for not singing so <laughs> you know i doff my cap to them yeah i'm exactly. being sarcastic by the way they love it though you know but that's it you've got safe standing you've got those bits you can sort of have a row in and shout at people about you know if that's what you want to do do it but uh, I don't condone football violence of any sort you know if anybody's listening um, Dyer's goal was pretty sick actually I, 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 I saw that one um, that's pretty mad I saw it courtesy of seeing the uh, the lads Harry <laughs> Doherty and Thingamy doing their little <laughs> ratings video which you I'm know I'm glad you mentioned this it's uh, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Like, but I'm, I'm happy seeing yeah, I'm happy seeing Harry Kane at least just trying to yeah, at least enjoying himself again at Tottenham, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it was that didn't they say that that was like the third or fourth take of it as well? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, imagine how bad the other ones would have been. But bless them, look, they're just they're just they're just doing their uh, you know footballers. They they have. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be too critical of them, but it was it was um, what it was. Harry Kane and Eric Dyer in bed, and like Dotty, like sitting on the side, like he was reading them a bedtime story. Well, <laughs> the, the funny thing is, it does it does feel weird saying this of like men who are you know about ten years younger than me, if not more, in places. But like yeah. they are pretty much the Yadar contingent of Tottenham, right? Aren't they those ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you can tell they must have thought, ah, oh, fucking hell, all the rest of the lads do all this kind of, you know, twit books and and, yeah. and, and snapstagrams. Maybe uh, maybe we should give a bit of this a go, eh? It can't be that hard. That's sort of what it felt like, didn't it? Them trying to be a bit, yeah. hello there, fellow kids or fellow footballers in this case, you know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think Harry, it seems like it, it wouldn't surprise me if there's been a bit of a push not necessarily by him, but by his people or his team to kind of get him out there a little bit more. Yeah, be a bit more of a personality in it, you know? Yeah, which, let's be honest, (laughs) I don't want to be too critical. It's fine. It's just them, you know, rating a goal, but it was just just a bit bit awkward, wasn't it? He did give us his, let's go, videos from before, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. That long, never forget, you know, never forget that. No, I I say that every time. I either say it out loud or in my head every time I see it. Yeah, every t- or when he scores one of his goals, I just, let's go! Let's go! Let's go! You know? <laughs> Come on! It's the, the lingering, isn't it? When he, when he doesn't stop the doesn't stop the recording, so he's yeah. just smiling into the camera. Like, but it's yeah, not yeah. a freeze frame. He's just trying to make a freeze frame. But the telly's Where's moving the in the background. <laughs> you know? Where's the button gone? Oh, I love him. I love him though. Like the game, I've I've read everybody saying that like the game, complete. Yeah, it's great. We can all be excited, but ultimately, the game completely changed when Son and Kane came onto the pitch, which is just, it's not a bad thing, right? It's, but obviously, we're going to be better with them on the pitch. But you know, I, I'm very happy with Charleston. Love him. Lovely signing. Kulusevski, great. But if Tottenham want to win a big one this year, those two have got to stay fit, haven't they? Really, like they have without to. Without shadow of a doubt, yeah, yeah, goes without saying, really, didn't it? Not to mug you off, but it's, it, 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 it does. It's, it's that they're, they're so important, and you know, the fact that Sonny turned thirty, what, a couple of week or so ago. That that just brings into focus that you know we don't we don't have infinite time to kind of keep getting things wrong. It no. needs to go right at some point for us to kind of maximise these players that we've been, you know, bestowed with. Or they've been bestowed upon us. So, um, so yeah. Let, 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 let's just hope that these next two years are fruitful. I'm I'm getting to that point now with them though, where I'm I'm having to kind of like drill it into myself to like. I think it's something you obviously get as you get a bit older and stuff, and you think about things differently. But I really am like just just enjoy it like really try to enjoy every moment of having these two because it's it's gonna be rough when they go it really is it's gonna be fucking horrible when son goes for example yeah and it's gonna be fucking horrible when Kane goes it's just gonna be awful when we don't have those two together anymore um because not only for all of the you know the the emotional sentimental reasons but just for their output they're still just they're just so good the pair of them are so good and 
you know, let's not forget like how long we were looking for a decent striker after pretty much Keenan Berbatov, right? Like, it's... yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I forget? Am I losing leaving anyone out? No, we 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 have no. we've had sort of like yeah, added by or Vincent Janssen. <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah, but you're right but you're right but you know I mean you're you're right and I think that that's that's the thing you can always kind of fret can't you about the future and and that sort of thing that doesn't really that kind of ruins your enjoyment of what's happening now so just just don't think about it <laughs> just enjoy what you're seeing and you know though and we said this about like you know when Modric went and or when you know Ginola went or Berbatov or Bale Oh, there'll never be someone who will be this good, or you know, that he'll be our best ever player, and that's the last of it. So, and that that's not that's not true, you know, because we've got these two at the moment. So, but you know, these saying I, that these things I, I do, are. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say, I I do think in this instance, I'm not sure we are ever going to see players as good as them, like especially not Harry Kane, and I mean Son now. I mean, this is the thing I've spoke about this like I can't remember I think it might have even been us speaking about this at the tail end of last season but the problem that Son faces is he really is like a lot of the time in like Harry Kane's shadow but where did we not have Kane here at the moment like Son is Son's still one of our best ever players right he's he's now he's Mm. surely like he's in legion with players like yeah, just probably not quite Bale, but not far off really. To be honest, I don't think. I don't think it's as mad as people would say to suggest that Son's time of Tottenham career has been as impactful as Gareth Bale's. Really, um, but I mean, if you, if you, I don't know. I don't think that's unfair to say. If you, if you kind of compare what they both achieved, you know, what did Bale actually achieve at Spurs other than? <laughs> You know, this isn't no. You know, I'm I'm talking in terms of no. I know what you mean. You know, he yeah. didn't, he I'm just laughing more about Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they they do have kind of quite similar outputs. I, I would say, you know, Bale Bale was an absolute superstar. Um, what would it would it would it would it mean? Would we need Real Madrid to have come in and bought Son for 150 million for us to kind of think back? Oh, we was actually pretty good as well. Probably because I, I mean, I people people all, still dug bail out, didn't they? Even when we had him, said he was streaky. I was probably one of those people saying that. Um, <laughs> I can listen back. I've got the receipts. I've got all the old podcast episodes. <laughs> it's uh, it's yeah. It's, I just yeah. We don't need to think about too much about them going, but just enjoy it and just really. That's the mad thing, right? We talk about Modric, Bale, Berbatov, Keane, all these great. Well, actually, that's wrong because Berbatov and Keane actually did win a trophy with us, but. Mm-hmm. A lot of these great, like fantastic squads of players we've had for Tongan, Alderweireld, Dembele, Wanyama, you know, just some Kyle Walker, Danny Rose, amazing players that have won nothing with Tottenham, nothing at all. That it could just, they should have tried harder. Oh, well, yeah, you know, Christian Eriksen. The there's another. They're the ones on the pitch, aren't they? Just if Sonny and Kane, we just. Just get something over the line with those two, you know, and and not um, not just a fucking league cup either. Let's be on. Let's be, let's be honest here. When people say we just got to win anything, it's got to be more than the league cup. It has to be. I'm sorry. It, yeah, I mean, I do think there is a, a an element of us needing to learn how to win. Yep. You know, win a final because if we're in the final of the league cup, you know, it's probably going to be playing against City. So that's still that's still a quite a massive learning curve going into a cup final, you know, a one-off game, and and beating the other team. I think that is something we still need to learn. Um, all these, you know, these these players, most of them need to learn. So there is something in that. But yeah, I mean that that's not the kind of the the the, the crown jewel that I, I I'm I'm hoping for those those two. What's uh? What business are you hoping we do before the window closes, mate? Because there's some talk that we're still looking to get two or three more names through the door. I would assume that one of those is Jed Spence, right? It's, I think that's a matter of time, you'd imagine, by now. Um, I think so, yeah, yeah. So what 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 else do you think we need? Because, I mean, one, one thing that did stand out from yesterday, again, you know, we don't want to judge players too harshly off the back of an exhibition match, but 
Apparently, Dav Sanchez was not great, and I think we all know kind of Dav's limitations by now. Um, centre back is that sort of still high on the list, or are you happy with Longley? Or um, I think you know, I think Dav is actually all right as as a backup to to Romero. He because he literally showed that in the running last uh, last season. Yeah. So I think centre backs. If we didn't sign another centre back then I wouldn't be sort of devastated. You know, we, we, we do have quite a few players in, in that in, in, in that um in those positions. So, you know, if we signed a world class centre back, they're great. But, you know, I don't I I, I feel like we're we we're, we're we're okay. That's that's not a problem area uh, at the moment. Um Central midfield. I mean, I still quite like to see a sort of an, a more of an attacking central midfielder just for the option. I mean, I don't know how we'd kind of that would be that would mean sort of changing our system entirely. But um, that's where I feel like we're kind of kind of missing. You know, when we can't sort of break down the team and we need to go go through them rather than around them. Um, I'm hoping that Basuma might add a bit more of that. Into, into yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I know he's not an out and out sort of. Cre- I know exactly what you mean, like that sort of creative fulcrum, that kind of player in the Christian Eriksen, basically, isn't it? That's... Yeah, I mean, he would have been perfect if you know, in, in in that sense, if if he was sort of happy to kind of be sort of a plan B option in the midfield. But you can understand why he's wanting to maximise the the rest of his career. Um, did he actually go to Man United, or is he? Or is that still? I think it's it's, well, it's it's like an Ornstein confirmed, but I haven't seen him in a United shirt outside of no, Old no. Trafford yet. But yeah, like you say, you know they're a, they're a funny club, aren't they? You know they'll probably still be giving him like a million pounds a week or something or other. You know, so they yeah yeah whatever. Let him have his payday, and I'm you know I I, I wasn't a hundred percent sold on the idea of him coming back, but nor was I against it. You know. That's that's kind of what no, so that's what, that's what I mean. As a plan B, it would have yeah. just kind of been um, perfect. But um, attacking wise, I think I think we're all right. Um, you know, it's it's hard with this kind of formation that we play to to what you. Like, I mean, you know, is Richarlison going to start every game? Is that what we're thinking? If he does, like, how does that kind of? work with the rest of the players we've got does he play on the right instead of Kulisevsky that feels harsh I don't know what's where where are we with that that's, that's it, it's going to be interesting to see isn't it uh, because yeah. I, I know Is Conte well I know Conte had sort of dropped originally that Kulisevsky could play right wing back but having seen him more I can't see that can you he seems like a very very attacking player you know um, and in a kind of top end of the pitch sense mm. to me anyway. yeah yeah he's, he's been at his best when you can just find him in space and he's got the tools to be able to do some damage um i don't know if kind of putting him in right wing backs that i mean that feels like a square peg round hole doesn't it really yeah. that, that's just like trying to get all your your names in the, in the team um so i don't know I, I don't know i mean i think you know we're, we're talking wing backs Perisic as left back, Sesson Young as left back. Are we going to sign another one, even even if Regulon Regulon goes, Ragulon goes? Um, I don't think so. So hard to see where the where, I mean, where the gaps are at the moment. There was a, there was a very tenuous report, and I think it's people just you know two and two and two makes five kind of thing of us being linked to Carl Walker Peters. Um, after Ornstein dropped that we had the buyback option 30 mil I mean I see a lot of people kind of hold this one up as a the one that got away for Tottenham I mean mm. I just see think he's a, a club that's good for him in the right sort of level like I, I was I'd never found Kyle Walker-Peters an offensive player like in terms of like I, I didn't I wasn't celebrating as getting rid of him. I like having young players about the place that are decent, decent squad options, but he didn't want to be that. He wanted to be a guaranteed starter at a Premier League club, which he's obviously good enough to be. But I don't, I don't, 
I don't personally look at kind of the times we've played Southampton and really thought he's looked amazing or that I'm you know that I think he'd improve us now if we got him back am I being harsh I don't know um, I think he had again it's a sort of you're not going to watch necessarily Southampton week in week out you, you, you might you, you'll see them twice a season um, or if they're playing Arsenal in, in a game which would benefit us that's that, they're that sort of team I know he, he seemed to have a bit of a purple patch didn't he around about I don't know possibly sort of October last season um, and that was when people started sort of putting his name in the in, in the England England conversation but I think that kind of to my mind sort of died away quite quickly um, I think I said to you the other day if it's uh, in terms of squad if it was literally Regulon out Carl Walker-Peters in I think our squad would be slightly better you know if, yeah. we're, if we're, if we're t- talking Regulon's going for 30 mil and he, we've got a buyback for him I mean that that improves our, our squad slightly it's not a bad shout player yeah. player, but, but is, but, he, is know, Carl Walker-Peters going to be happy with that that's the thing though you know we're going to be back to where we were a couple of years ago in that he's a squad option, you know, as opposed to being. Well, yeah, I mean that's the thing. I don't think he's 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 left Spurs, you know, with our blessing with a buyback clause, and he's absolutely kind of, you know, set the world alight, like to the point where we're like, okay, and and it's been a conversation that oh, you know, surely Conte will um, enact that buyback clause because Carl Walker Beat has been so brilliant since he's he's been at Southampton. That's not the conversation, so. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't think he. I think he. he he's a. He's, he's a. He's a real Tottenham boy, though, isn't he? Yeah. Carl Walker Peters. He's mates with a lot of the players still. That sort of thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think he. I think he probably would love to come back to Spurs and and be their first choice left wing back. I don't think. I don't think he would be. I don't. You know. I, I think again. We've got what. Two, we've at the moment got three players in that, that position. I mean, he can play either side, can't he, as well? So I think that's a bonus. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I, I would be surprised if Conte would go for it, and I'd be surprised if Carl Walker Peters would go for it as well. Given given what our squads squads looking like and what we're, what we're trying to do with building up the options in our squad. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that pan out. I mean, that, that the talk of that seems to have died off as well, hasn't it? Well, no, it sort of came back up again this morning. That's why I was, oh, yeah, yeah after yeah. So that's just what's well, sort of an, an interesting one. Apparently, we're sort of exploring it a bit more now. But again, you you don't know how much of this is. Also, I was just trying to put pressure on Middlesbrough to sell us Jed Spence. You know, just kind of showing them we've got other options out there that we can pursue if if that doesn't happen. So to sort of take the money and shut up or else they're going to be sort of left with a player that doesn't want to be there and probably not many other suitors at the moment okay, you know you never know um, let's end it on a on a on a light note I did hint to the away shirt it's obviously it's sort of it's split opinion I mean I'm, I'm not particularly angry about it I just don't really like it very much this new away shirt it looks a bit like a, a training top to me um, but it's not the worst of all time, I don't think. I've seen I've seen a few people say they think it is the worst of all time. I don't, I don't agree with that. So I was no, interested. It's not, it's not the, I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, I only saw it the first time this morning on like the little um, announcement video, and it's not something I I, I I I would like. Again, it probably looks better on the players, and you. It's one of those designs where it's not particularly offensive. You know, it's not sort of. It's it's not. I don't know. I know what you mean. It, it does feel like a bit of a. You, you um, mean you don't think it's going to look nice stretched over my belly, mate, with like a load of <laughs> buffalo sauce dripping on it as we have some chicken tenders in the blue coats <laughs> before a game or something? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm right with you. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I think you know, as as you said before, like if you you, you don't just 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 let it go. <laughs> Just worry about other things. What, if you what, need to worry about a football shirt as as much as you know, it's 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 something that you're fuming about. I don't know. 
course. reevaluate your yeah, life. End of day. I was interested to know though, what is your worst Spurs kit, home and away, or you know, either or of all time? Oh. You think? What are your? What is your worst? My. I know a lot of people's go-to will probably be that brown, the baby shit brown. I've seen it called old kit. That I just remember Lewis Holtby, I think, scoring against Fulham in it away. But I didn't really mind that one so much. It wasn't that like that was just a bit of like a like a limited edition one, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. I, I think we've how many Maybe. times we wear it like three times. I, I don't know. Um, worst kit. Shall there I tell, was a pony I was, one. Oh, yeah. But sorry, yeah. You, you, I was gonna say. It. I was gonna. I tell you, my my. I think my worst of recent years, at least, is that you remember that it's it's from the twenty twelve twenty thirteen season. It's that black, yeah. half black, half grey shirt that. I, oh I, yeah. It yeah, reminds yeah, yeah. me of Gareth Bale. That's what I would say because I think there's a photo of him doing like a weird a celebration or something while he's wearing that, but. It just dep- horrible, it's depressing. Man. It's just a depressing kit. It's nothing. There's nothing Tottenham about it whatsoever. Um, yeah, not even, un- not even a shred of it. Were the worst. Um, but yeah, that that's a kit I really hate. And in terms of like home kits, it's the O five O six Kappa one with where it was all blue sleeves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really didn't yeah. like that one. Um, even though it does remind me of Ledley King, and I, I don't, I don't remind, I don't like that one at all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the only other ones, like uh, the, the pony ones, all of them were, were fucking shit. Pony by name. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm just having a look through now. There's that. Here you go. Look, I'll send you this link now. I'm looking at historicalkits.co.uk. Um, it's a pretty mad site, actually. They really go to a lot of time to... Uh, to have a look through. I've sent you the link now, mate. If you uh, yeah, I like the eight, eighteen eighty three to eighteen eighty four one with like the little cap. Yeah, why can't we have that anymore? Oh, you like <laughs> it's got a red badge, mate. You're you're wrong, and you are. No, it's just that's what we were. We were red what first. Eighteen eighty nine to eighteen ninety with a little belt. I like that. And like a, it it's looks, nice, it? the top is like it's got like a little collar. It looks like a pirate outfit, doesn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah, a dandy. It, it, we did go through. I mean, that is some strange, isn't it? Having that red top in eighteen ninety to eighteen ninety, and then that sort of barnet type stripe one from ninety six to ninety eight. I mean, why? Yeah. What happened there? Do you know? What? I reckon a lot of this stuff, though. I've I've read about this before a lot of the time, because these these teams are all fledgling. They just took kit from somewhere because they couldn't afford kit, so they would just get kit donated to them by somebody, isn't it? I think yeah, it's probably like. This isn't or something. <laughs> this some isn't there some old. I think it is a uh, an urban legend, if you like, an urban myth that that Tottenham play in like white and blue in 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 either homage to Preston North End or Preston North End donated some of their old kits or something like that. But oh uh, yeah, pro- well probably yeah, or they sort of bought them for tuppence halfpenny or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Two bob and tuppence. But yeah. Kits. Oh, that's that's an interesting. Oh, okay, football league cup final with the yellow socks. <clears throat> that's an interesting one. But uh, this is uh, this is great content. If you want to scroll through the uh, the annals of Tottenham's kit history, go to historicalkits.co.uk. Um, and you have a look through it all. It's very interesting. They've got the home and the away kits. Oh, they've got the away kits as well. Wow, we've had some pretty mad away kits over the years. That's one to check out. That 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 Puma one with the yellow stripes home kit. That's I mean, you know, none of them are that bad looking at them in like this, but that one, that one was pretty garish. I mean, the thing that's mad for me is we had red as a reverse strip until 1949. So... There you go. Imagine if we Never still red. did. Yeah, well. Perhaps perhaps that's where we've gone wrong. Like, we had a lot of success up into that period. Well, no, we didn't, did we? It's as soon as we ditched the red, actually, that we won the league. There you go. There you Fuck, go. Fuck, that's it. Come on, win the fucking league this year, Tottenham. You you reckon we're winning the league, Lou? Phil, yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. So much so I might not actually bother watching any of the matches. That's it. It's just a foregone conclusion. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, know what's gonna happen. Seen seen this movie. Just go down to the high road now and start getting pissed, mate. And we'll see you in a yeah, few yeah, months' yeah. time. Yeah. Hanging off a lamppost. <laughs> Thank you.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.